Hola, mis amores, and welcome to another episode of the Very Pointed Tone Cast with me, your host, Sandrick, and your other lovely host. I was waiting for you to say my name. Say my name, say my name. Mm-mm. I ain't saying that, mess. Well, then we're just going to be waiting here until you do. No. Nope. Going on a naughty step. I am, I'm, I'm not uttering extra syllables because you have an identity crisis. Listen, it is only my third identity crisis in three years. I think we should all clap for that. Clap that ass for Jesus. Drop it low for Jesus. Anyway, we cannot proceed with this podcast until you've said my name. Thank you so much for listening to the very point of tone cast. <laughs> Bitch, I'm usually pulling that one. <laughs> Once per episode. And my other... And the other lovely host, Jiggly. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm too tired for extra syllables. You're gonna be Jiggles. I will not. I have... You know what? I am rescinding your identity crisis. You are now Jiggly. I, you know, I may call I, you Jiggly. I put in all of these amazing quotes for you. And this is how you pay me back. Half the stream is spent you literally just Listen, playing yourself. You command. deserve Bayonetta 3 getting low scores. There, I said it. <laughs> I said it. Can you tell we're recording 40 minutes after the Bayonetta 3 review embargo is up? <laughs> Let's date the stream. Uh, fuck. We, we both are running on low sleep. <laughs> look. Look. And the other lovely host... Jigglypuff Daddy. Oh! Oh! Hola, maricones. Oh, God, my spleen just ruptured. Oh, it feels nice to hear you say my name. Is he dead? <laughs> or did he just fall asleep? Is this my sleep paralysis demon? Yes, I am. We have been over this. Oh God, get off my bed, bitch. You have nowhere near, you have no place near this. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Welcome. We're Welcome recording to... this. Um, oh my God. Do, do you want to know when this episode aired? Oh Jesus. The 15th of May. You want to know something really fun? I forgot the episode name again. <laughs> Com- <Okay>. Comedy <laughs> Club Roast? Comedy Roast Club? <laughs> okay, some behind-the-scenes tea. Um, Ember has not slept well. <laughs> Look. And before this episode started, I asked him if he knew the name of the episode. I told him. 20 seconds later, he had forgotten again. I told him again. Now, three minutes later, I don't remember. Comedy Club Roast? It actually is Comedy Club Roast. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Did y'all miss our mess? (laughs) Welcome to what as we copyright infringement. Um, Welcome to as we try to wrap up RuPaul's Drag Race España. I swear to God, we're more professional than this. I feel like our bodies are actually like trying to stop us because they're allergic to the season. It could be because my. the episode freeze framed on Australia and I'm breaking out in hives. It could be because this episode is 80 minutes long. 
holy Jesus. I was like, what do you mean it's over an hour? And nothing happens. It's 78 minutes and 30 seconds. Oh my God. Barely anything happens this episode. There's only five girls left. There's no, a challenge and a runway and a Nothing lip-sync. really fun happens until the last 10 minutes. It's like watching X again. Girl, you did not just. Oh, I did just. You know when you come visit Berlin, I'm going to slap you, right? Bold of you to assume you'll be able to reach down that far. Oh, yeah, you're too short. Yeah, My arms don't knee- reach. Yeah, and your knees are really weak. My knees are, my knees are actually really hurting today. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I can stand on a step stool and, I don't know, punch you in the balls. <laughs> anyway, welcome. Have y'all missed us? We've Have we mentioned the name us. of the podcast? The Very Point of Tone Cast. That's where we are. <laughs> yes, with Comedy Roast Club. Drag Race Espanol. Season two, where we have the final episodes. There have been a lot of things uh, happening that have prevented us from actually finishing this. Um, the, Mainly us. Yeah. Uh, the real big thing is that we just didn't like this season. I, I loved it for the first like two or three episodes, and then it took a complete nosedive for me. Yeah. And at this point... Mainly because like, oh, it's it. all comedy challenges, and those do not translate. Like, literally like six comedy challenges in a row. Like, episodes three through eight. I, I love when even Marina's like, I'm so, oh, another comedy comedy challenge. I'm so tired of comedy challenges. Oh. And I'm just like, imagine how tired we are. No, like, let me actually look at, like, the uh, the episodes this season. Because I think it's legitimately six in a row. Patricia's Diary, The Drag Calling, Snatch Game, then there's a ball. Okay, that's not a comedy challenge. Come to Spain, Comedy Club Roast. Five out of six episodes in a row were all comedy challenges. I mean, and then even episode two was the talent show where comedy is one of the things you can do. I what mean, the hell? What is this season? <laughs> the thing is, some of these things, like some of them were actually like, okay. Some what of these comedy chants were okay. Like, there were parts of Patricia's Diary that had me howling. And who doesn't... Who, oh, they were doing La Vie en Rose too. Yeah. And who doesn't like remember... Glorious. Yeah, but it's but in like that really demonic. It's not Club ninety six now, is it? No, nothing will ever be Club ninety six. Club ninety six. Ooh, and that's exactly how she said it too. I don't care. I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Let's pretend that is how it (laughs) went. (laughs) Anyway, let's start with this episode. And honestly, let's let's just get shit out of the door. We are speed racing through this yeah cephalus is gone they're all back everyone is fighting juriji because they hate fierce talented bitches honestly this whole like estrella you had a personality of a paper bag stop going for juriji they were just ganging up on her like this like, what is wrong with you oh, if if y'all hoes do fake like people don't really get this i'm sorry if you as a group gang up on someone bitch don't be surprised when they clap back at your ass and this, the thing that will always get me is how they all got so mad that she, like, pulled out the phone. She was trying to de-escalate the situation with a joke. Like, and she even, did the best thing that someone can do. And even and if, everyone's honestly, people acted as if she stabbed them in, like, their fur nipple or something. And I'm just like, Mama, all she did was pull a phone at the pussy. And didn't this all start because people came for her unprovoked and were talking about how she has, like, no range and stuff? 
You know what? She has the range, darlings. She has she, the range. She was dressed as a Christmas tree this episode. And I love she that for her. She good somehow. <laughs> anyway, let's go on with this because honestly, Mama is already tired of this season. Okay, mini challenge. Puppets. Nothing fun happened here. Nothing. Although I must say, Sharon did a very good impression of Estrella. You know, for as much as I'm not a huge fan of Sharon, it's it's undeniable. She's just kind of good at everything. Yeah, which Estrella mentions. Like, this mm-hmm. bitch is good at everything. What the fuck oh, am Estrella I supposed to make fun of her? completely failing another comedy challenge where that was exactly what we thought she would be good at. I'm sorry. Just because her looks are laughable does not mean she's good at comedy. <laughs> like, she... She's framed as this comedy queen, and I'm like, every time they have to do a comedy challenge, she's kind of giving nothing. I mean, she's she's kind of comedy queen. Every time I look at her, I laugh. <gasps> oh, girl. You're vicious today. It's the lack of sleep. You're not holding back. What, what is was... there to hold back? Honestly, none of... I'm sorry. Do you, we have to, like, talk about the elephant in the room. Although I've already talked about Australia. I was just about to say, I hope you don't mean Australia. <laughs> Estrella Extravaganza. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we lose a lot of the comedy in translation. Yes. That's the general issue. Like, if it if this was English or in our native languages that we generally understand, we'd have, like, we probably would laugh. But when it's a language you don't understand, a lot of the comedic timing is kind of lost because translation mm-hmm. is one thing and translation made some jokes funny so translation actually did help to make some jokes funny but a lot of the physical oral element the oral is element. lost that's A-U- my, that's my uh, singing a-u-r-a-l you whore it's not just that. It's also all wordplay is lost and all references. Exactly. Lost. We don't really get it. And I, so I, that's why but, I also like don't want to really judge them too much. No, no. When we talk I, about comedy challenges, it's as people who don't speak the language who have to go off the translations. Although, you know, I've taught so much Spanish today that at this point I'm a native speaker. Excuse me. I am over 100 days Duolingo streak on my Spanish. I've gotten all the way to chapter 2 because you just have to do one lesson a day for this. <laughs> okay, so Duolingo is I'm, so awful now. I'm still not over the fact that Duolingo tried to guilt me by using someone else to talk about how Duo was feeling bad. Oh yeah, why? they do that all the time. There's like 8 characters. I'm like, why is Duolingo... Making me feel bad, like, girl, go sell an album. Also, so, like, every time you do anything on, on that app, like, after two minutes, they give you, like, a 90-second unskippable ad. I'm like, okay, those two minutes are all I'm going to do today, then. And let's face it, you don't learn much from Duolingo. When you ha- when you pay for, like, the pro version, I had it for a while, a while ago, that is legitimately good. That is great. The free version... As a, all the best features are gone. Yeah. It forces you to watch these long and skippable ads all the time. As a language teacher, mm. my experience with Duolingo is subpar. Have you I, ever I, had I, the paid version, though? No, but here's the it's thing. It's like a completely different app. It, like, based on what I've had, you 
it doesn't really give you the basics. Like, I'm so sorry. I don't think I'm ever going to uh, travel to a Spanish-speaking country and be like, the dog roller skates uh, on a watermelon. <laughs> and they're going to be like, oh, yes, see, sí, claro. No, like, legitimately, all the useful stuff is all hidden in the paid version. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying diddly squat to some goddamn passive-aggressive owl. Nope. If I wanted to pay something to passive-aggressive people, I'd take my parents out to dinner. <laughs> my parents would have to talk to me for that. <laughs> and hell, I only have the one. I only have the ones, not the twees. Uh, <laughs> God, you only have the uno. <laughs> but no, uh, no dos. Por qué no los dos? No dos. Anyway, we see, we, we do, do understand Spanish comedy. See, we do lose a lot of the comedy in translation yeah. because we simply like a lot of the verbal cues and stuff are gone. Yeah, when I say this season is bad because of all the comedy challenges, I don't mean the season is bad. I mean this season as someone who is not a Spanish speaker and is yeah, it's bad on for us reviewers. Like, this is bad for an international audience. If you're Spanish, you might enjoy the season tremendously. Like, there were parts of Patricia's Diary that I laughed at because it translated well enough to not lose the nuance. But sometimes, eh, especially in roasts. Roasts Mm -hmm. require so much wordplay that we completely lose. I actually feel the opposite. I feel like roasts are the most, like, direct usually in their jokes. Like, roasts have jokes that are pretty simple insults. How dare you disagree with me? Like, no, I feel like I feel like most of the translations we got felt like they were close to what was being said here, and that they translated. It's just a lot of them just kind of didn't feel like they had a punchline. Yeah, they were I've just call- like mean thing, mean thing, mean thing, stereotype. Uh, I have called the Berlin police, and they will they will get you for daring to disagree with me. Shouldn't you have to call your local police because you're the victim? Well, they have to arrest you. You can't even call the police, right? What kind of Karen are you? You know, I was called a Karen today by a student. No. Because, <laughs> um... I'm so they were... sorry. <laughs> Look, they were, at... they were doing shit, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna have to write this down, and I got called a Karen. For doing your literal job as a teacher? Literally. <laughs> I am now a Karen. You know they've just heard that that term in like an episode of Truly. a TV show or something once. <laughs> and I'm like, girls, stop it. Just sit down. This is not the flavor of love. Girls anyway. on HBO, stop it. Lena Dunham, you bitch. <laughs> Lena Dunham made a movie with Billy Piper, so now I'm gonna have to watch a fucking Lena Dunham movie. I'm so no, mad. No one is worth that. Not even Billy Piper. But anyway. Piper. I don't care. Any who's the... Le- as you might have guessed, the challenge this week is a roast. And it's not just a roast of anybody. It's roast of former Drag Race España queens. This was actually really nice. Bringing back some of these queens. I think this is the top five, right? I, fi- I feel like maybe one person is missing. Maybe maybe it's no. maybe Devimo is number six. But I think this is the top five. No. Oh, Yeah. I I I did not I did not Vima leave before Arancha Castilla La Mancha. Oh yeah, I've, oh yeah, yeah. I think Arancha was fifth or fourth. 
Okay, like, so it's mostly the top five. They yeah. got most of the top five. But, you know, they got the bad bitches, the sad bitches, the head bitches. We got them. Arantxa would have been really fun in this. Oh my god, Arantxa would have been good because imagine all the jokes that could be made at that bitches. And she friends. would have also laughed along and she would have fired back. Yeah. I am just glad to see Carmen Ferrala and the fact that she already has All-Stars lips ready to go, bitch. <laughs> I mean, they did just announce uh, Espana All-Stars. Like... How can they announce the Spanya All-Stars? There's only two seasons. They're doing it after season three. Oh, I was like, They're girl. doing season three first and then All-Stars. Even, um, even that mess that was All-Stars 1 took four. <laughs> UK hasn't even announced an All-Star season yet, and they've done four. Because they have to have stars. <laughs> wow. The, the UK season is <laughs> a girl. <laughs> Out of all the international franchises, the UK seasons have so many iconic queens. <laughs> But here's the thing. Somewhere, Bibini is putting out a hit on me. They're all just either going to go on Versus the World, or they're just going to be cast in regular US All-Star seasons because we now have precedent with the Vivienne. Honestly, I'm so excited. Oh, we are doing doing Canada Versus the World, obviously. I'm glad you caught yourself there. And we are very much ready. Uh, Drag Race UK, we will not be reviewing until the end, where we'll do a recap and the finale. I I guess we're doing a recap? (laughs) I didn't know we had really decided that yet. (laughs) We decided this earlier, but now it's written in stone. (laughs) Okay, written in Sharon Stone. Good for her. Yes. Written in Sharon Stone. (laughs) But not Sharon Stone. Victoria Scone's sister. <laughs> Sharon Stone. <laughs> Victoria Scone and Sharon oh, Stone. I'm, I'm so excited to see that, her back, but I'm sure we'll just, talk all about oh it. Oh my god, that honestly just sounds like, you know, one of those drag twin makeover things. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm very much excited to see Victoria Scone again because the moment she said, What I bring to the table is that I can build the table. Lesbians are very good at DIY. <laughs> I was like, You know what? And when she told Rush, me she's a top, I believed her. And Raja. Oh my god. Oh my god, I'm so happy to see Raja Actually, again. Isis as well. This this is a fantastic cast. I have not watched a single Canadiana season. But you've seen her her look for the uh, for giving the crown, uh, right? Mama, I haven't seen a single part of the season, but when I tell you that Isis's face is burned into my skull forever as beauty. Mm-hmm. There's she's some... um she's changed her face a lot. Let's see how um yeah how that Isis out. Because amazing. I don't think I don't think she's looking as good in the in this promo pic be- Although, as she did in her season. I don't think she could. I don't really think you could beat Priyanka coming out dressed as a literal goddess. I mean that was also fucking incredible. I think the Canada girls are just on another level with their like coronation gowns. I can't wait to see Brooklyn judge Raja and Silky. Oh my god! Yeah. They're gonna stab her in the spleen. Oh. Anyway, then the girls are talking with the girls. Basically, they're preparing so- themselves for the roast. Yeah. And nothing Marina really interesting has... happens here. They're all just talking about like the the stuff you expect. Yeah, Jirigi lost her grandmother, which which was very sad, and also a real a really reality check when it comes to COVID. Yes. Twenty four hours after infection, and it's like COVID is still around and it's still that dangerous. So be careful, everyone. Yeah. Wear your masks. Mm-hmm. Get your COVID boosters. In most places, you can now get a booster every roughly six months. Yeah. And get a monkeypox vaccine too while you're at it. Mm-hmm. Just stock up. But they're preparing. And injected and- everything. Be like the Drag Race girls before All-Stars get every injection. 
literally. Like, I'm sorry, if make your lips plump. Anyway, plump with the vaccine. <laughs> Have an allergic reaction to the vaccine in your yeah. lips, where that is totally injected. <laughs> who, I mean... Imagine going to a doctor and be like, can I get the monkeypox in my lips? I know I know that the spot usually swells a bit for a couple of days. But that's exactly what I need. I have a date. Um, <laughs> anyway, the Sharon gets to choose the placements. Marina has a little bit of a heart attack because Marina thinks she's going to go last. But turns out, no. Mm-hmm. It's Yurigi. Because apparently... Every, this is um, everybody hates Raymond's cousin, and everybody hates Chris's cousin. Everybody hates Yurishi, including the judges. But we'll get to this later because the judging in this episode is. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But it is now time for the roast. Let us first talk about the lovely looks of the judging panel. Yes, um, Supreme is looking fucking fabulous i don't care the hair is looking great the outfit is looking great i honestly thought she was wearing like a more metallic thing at first but there Mm -hmm. are only like a few panels of glass on the outfit and the rest looks then like um pop art she looks like she killed the video star you know what and i'm glad that's that bitch deserved to die yeah they you know that's revenge for the radio star Mm-hmm. Like it's it's but a great look. This hair and this makeup and this outfit and the body, this is such a good look. Supreme really hasn't missed much. Um, the upgrade that Supreme got received in season one and two is wild. Also, this time around, there doesn't seem to be a filter on the hair. <laughs> because so much of the hair is such a dark shade that there's no detail there anyway. Honestly, <laughs> I think it looks great. Anna locking looks great, except for those the... earrings, which look like um, Excuse tea me, bags. I love the condom earring. Uh, yeah, it's like a mix of condom and tea bag. I like... love the condom earring. I think it's spectacular. Anna locking sponsored by Durex. I think it's spectacular. I think... And the Javis are, of course, hot as hell. Like, her hair and her outfit looks great. The Javis... Javis, I'm free on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll cancel all my... So good. Mama, I will cancel all my plans. I am free on Saturday night. If you're listening to this, Javi 1 and Javi 2, I am free on Saturday night. You know how they always talk about, like, hot gay power couples? This is the hot gay power couple. I want them to see me across the room and like my vibe. And you know they do that at least once a week. Because, like, I'm sorry. Eiffel Tower, me bitch. You have two holes for a reason. I, re- I realized that I said Eiffel Tower me last time as well, except with your music. Um, I can't remember what it was. That was like four months ago. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, it was Shay and Monet. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they look fabulous. I have no idea who this guest is. No she idea. She seems hyperactive. It seems good enough as a guest. Maybe that was the. Maybe I guess that is the point. She seems to be a monologue person, mm-hmm. and some kind honest, of comedy person. Yeah, honestly, about as interesting as mono. Work, bitch. Okay, let's get to the actual roast. Actually, let's talk about for uh, the season one girls. Bitch. Okay. I need bitch. to get like a shot of what I look there. This. Mm-hmm. Bitch. Gee, y'all, y'all hoes didn't need to come this hard. Sagittaria serving. 
Look at Karma. Killer Queen actually even has a look that I like on, and I don't usually say that about Killer Queen. <laughs> Mama, look at Carmen. Ah. Like, imagine looking this fish, this good, this Kim kind. Kardashian hates her. Kim Kardashian hates a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, you know that the girls are serving when Poopy Poisson looks normal. Poopy looks good. Poopy looks amazing. I'm sorry, the shoes are not... The shoes are right, the face is right, the hair is right, the dress is right, the tits are right. Where was this Poopy on the season? Like, for reals, reals. Look and at Dovima's this there. Dovima is really like, I am on my way to court for killing my 76th husband. She's like not moving, not emoting. She's literally just there. Yeah, but that's Dovima. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's literally season one Dovima. Kill- Killer Queen looks like lemon on acid. Oh my God. Yeah. Sagittaria just looks good. Sagittaria just looks like Aquaria. What else is new? And, you know, with alien sprouts on her head. Uh, po- Poopy looks fucking stunning like i'm sorry this is such a good look for her yeah like this like, is, and the proportions are right the materials are right everything like, everything is such an upgrade from the first season and you know you can't really go wrong as carmen Fedala. no like damn bitch damn but she she if anything she looks so much more sleek and poised i'm i feel like this is the look that jasmine masters try to go for yeah, the emphasis is on try it. And the emphasis is go, go away. <laughs> <laughs> but they look fabulous. And now we're we're going to completely ignore these other queens' looks. Yeah. Although Ma- Marina really does look like your average uh, 70s mod squad bitch. Yeah. Oh, Marina. They, they loved this roast. And I was just sitting here like, what? No, like I legitimately at first I was like, what what are the what are the jokes you're trying to make about Carmen's name? Uh second, yes. Everyone made a... jokes about Carmen's name. It just must has must be something about like yeah. how that plays in. I'm in just Spanish. looking at them and like, okay. <sighs> Sharon felt okay to me. Uh Marina had some good jokes occasionally, but honestly. Charles was just long. Yeah, and then there's a reveal at the end where everyone clapped. I'm like, what? That was the... What? I am completely going to ignore that um, Venedita was even there. Okay, let's... Let's just... The only one who really worked for me, and I say worked with, like, massive, like, air quotes here, is Juigi. I thought she was the funniest. Estrella wasn't funny. Estrella just kept talking. I'm sorry. I don't get it. Siobhan so made good jokes, but they were very basic jokes. It's it's Siobhan. She's good at everything, but she's not, like, amazing at it. She's a jack-of-all-trades master of none, but she looks fabulous, I uh-huh. must say. She looks fucking great yeah. in this, like, roast look. But the only one, like, who I thought really did something fun and interesting was Juigi, which is why it's so baffling when later on nobody will acknowledge that. No, like, for me, honestly, I think Sharon... Was for me personally, Sharon. I fu- I I think I like Sharon's the most. I think those two would definitely be the top two for me, and then probably Estrella in the middle. Like she she's just kept talking too fast, but there were jokes in there, and then Venedita and Marina in the bottom was how I would have judged it. Again, we have to reiterate. Yes, 
judging a roast for judging a roast in a language that we don't know if we we do lose a lot and i i honestly think that had this been in english we might have just cackled our asses off yeah you know how we're always being very very ignorant and we don't know what we're talking about yeah especially so here incredibly like at this at this point we're the ignoramus for ignorant people I'm an ignoramus. Oh my, I, I thought that was so cute when Juriji did her whole thing like, I'm a, uh, I'm a dumb slut too, or something like that. This, I, I feel bad judging this roast because I can't judge the roast. Mm-hmm. All I can say is that Marina is about as funny as a cold sore. Yeah, Marina did nothing for me, so Marina's the winner. I'm a brain dead bimbo no, too. That's no, not Marina. I'm so sorry, Venedita. I mixed those two basic bitches up. Benedita is not as much of a basic bitch as Marina. Don't be rude. She gave us an incredible lip sync later. Marina and she can't afford diamonds. I mean, Marina and the diamonds has also taken and the diamonds out of her name, so... Really? Yeah, like six years ago. Oh, shit. Well, She's just I, called Marina now. I don't listen to that bubblegum bitch. Um, <laughs> Nobody does anymore. That's a problem. Oop. Why am I so mean? I swear to God, it's a lack of sleep. <laughs> I'm usually a very nice person. Shut up, Andre. Um, I wasn't going to say anything. I'm entertained. <laughs> well, least someone least, is entertained about here. We won't know if anyone listens to this. <laughs> at least someone. If you is listen ent- to this, tag us on Twitter and tell us you listen to this. Like I'm, I'm on. I'm serious. If you actually listened to this point, let us know. I want to see something. But also, I'm glad at least you know someone was entertaining because the girls, the girls, the girls were not serving. The girls were not sitting and the girls were not serving. Well, the girls were sitting, but they shouldn't have been. Mm. So, Dude, yeah. It was funny. Like, to the Vima, if you're going to be two-faced, at least make one of them pretty. There were some uh, good jokes in there. I'm sorry. It, when when you don't really understand the delivery, it kind of loses itself. Mm. And I that's why I think I'm just, you know, not going to judge it anymore. Because at this point, I don't think I'm being fair in my judgment. Okay, let's judge the shit out of the runway instead because I have some thoughts. I think some of them just completely missed what they were yeah. supposed to do there. So, the theme for the runway, Spanish heroines. Mm-hmm. Like, women from Spanish history who are heroic in one way or another and need to be celebrated. And, first and some up, of them have interesting interpretations. <laughs> but first up is Yuriji. And I love this. About the women who lost their lives during the Franco regime. Franco who? Franco Rossi? Franco who? Who's Franco? The the dictator? James Franco? Okay, girl. You need sleep. Oh my god, Dave Franco is the dictator? You need sleep, sis. Anyway. uh, She's uh, trying to celebrate... Oh my god, is it Frankenstein? Frank Hornstein. <laughs> I'm trying to have a serious moment here, uh, uh, acknowledging her uh, the beautiful message of her outfit. All right, just go like on. Being you. Go on. <laughs> go on. So she has this outfit made from knitting materials left behind by her grandmother, who died early in the pandemic, and who she had a very close relationship to, and who also lived through this era, and. When she lifts her veil, she has a gunshot wound to draw attention to, like, all the people who were killed. And, and the roses and... on her outfit. Yeah. So I thought this was a beautiful message. I think the execution is, like, 8 out of 10 there. 
like I think the execution is like almost there, but I just I just think it's a very it's a this is probably the best perspective out of all of them on this. Sh- yeah, th- I think this is the only one that really made me go like this is a very specific thing. This yeah. like rather than just being a general group, this is a very specific thing. Yeah. Her makeup is flawless. Um, it's it's giving very Halloween. This could be a good Halloween costume for some people, but it, it's like it's filled with so much emotional messaging. Mm-hmm. I think at most, I think the rose placements could be a little bit more uniform. Yeah, but honestly, yeah. that's just a matter of like a personal preference more than anything else. The way this outfit is on her. With just enough peekaboo that you can see the fawn panty. Mm-hmm. You gotta have that Luigi element. Yeah. Honestly. But she also uh, carries it very differently. Like, while she's adding a little bit of sex in that way, there is still something so elegant, poised, and just ready in this. It's a very, very good look and a very good interpretation of the prompt. It's actually my favorite, like, of the looks on this runway tonight. There's someone else I really liked that it might surprise you because it's not someone I'm usually a fan of. But yeah, Joey did it very well. Like, I am, like, I legitimately think this is the best look for me. Like, she came out strong with this look. I think it looks great. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you, you better work, bitch. Yes. Like, okay. I'm. she really, she did good. Next up, Marina. And... Representing the trans community. Specifically the non-binary community and feminine trans people, she says. But this is a look that I love this look. I don't love this look for this runway because I feel like it sends very conflicting messages. Yeah. Um, first of all, the hair is spectacular. I, mm-hmm. don't, I don't know. The hair just did it for me. I yes. just really look. It's just I, Yeah, I just really like that hair. I'm not sure about the heart. It's mm-hmm. cute. I'm just not sure about it, honestly. I think uh, it may maybe if it was like a you know one of those depictions of hearts, the heart shaped rather than heart heart, uh-huh. rather than a biologically accurate heart. Yeah, no. The the, the arms. I love those. Interesting. It's kind of giving Kristen Wiig and SNL though with the tiny yeah. hands. It's it's interesting. Um, the pants with the names. I I have a thing about text, but I will say that in this case, I will completely ignore that feeling because putting down the names of so many trans and non-binary individuals on there was good. Mm-hmm. Let their names be known. Yeah. Like, I just don't like how the top is fitting her. See... I like all of that a lot. I think visually this look is great. I think the message this look sends is great. I think sending it out in a runway specifically about women is a weird choice. Because this look to me reads primarily... I mean, it is under the wider umbrella of transness, but it primarily reads to me as a look that specifically celebrates non-binary trans people. I mean, it could be. However, like for me, I for me, I don't mind it being on this runway. Yeah, and there are aspects of it that I think are absolutely stunning. 
I think the look itself is a 10 out of 10. I love this. I love the message. It's just this particular runway. It feels like an odd choice. It feels a bit like a missed prompt to me. Yeah, from a part of me is like, I'm not sure about the fit. But then I also have to like think trans people don't owe you any specific body type. I mean, I also, I, I like the fit specifically here. because there's like the, um, the traditionally mask presenting elements combined with the traditionally femme presenting elements in there. Like the, the, uh, the visible it, chest it, and yeah, everything. It's a, form of, it's a nice form of androgyny, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next up, Estrella Extravaganza representing reporters. Uh, I didn't, dis- I did not dislike this look. Actually, I'm going to be fully honest. I think she carried it well. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to say something here that is not as harsh a criticism of her as someone else who will come later, but I feel like she should have picked a specific person. Like she has mentioned specific people in when she's talking about it, but for this look, I feel if she wanted to highlight like female journalists, pick a specific one and build a look around her. Yeah. I you know find her articles. I still think that the cut and the look is good. I'm like y'all know I'm a, I'm a harsh bitch when it comes to Estrella Extravaganza. Yeah. Ever since that goddamn Gaga look, um, <laughs> but this like this uh, together with like the Manuela or whatever the hell mm-hmm. her name was look. I think that this look is great. I think her face makeup is great. At most, the hair is putting me off a little bit. I'm I like it to be a little bigger. Yeah, um, I don't think it's terrible. I think it's one of her cleaner looks, definitely. The thing is, when I look at this, I can't help but compare her to Detox at the reunion. Yeah, that's ex- or or Bianca Del Rio, and those are just such better monochrome black and white looks. Yeah, like this is not terrible. Hell, anything. Uh, what's her what's her name? Um, Jada and Saul. Oh yeah, I mean they had a whole runway about it. Yeah, yeah. So. Or like yeah, season eight for the God, for the love of God. Mm-hmm. But I still think Gigi. This is, yeah. Oh my god. I the iconic lip sync moment. I still think that this is actually a very decent look on her. No, it's like, it's not bad at all. It's definitely one of her best. Yeah. So I'm not disappointed. I just think she could go a little bigger. It's, I want the bigger hair. Mm-hmm. But. It is what it is. She's still served. Next up, Sharon representing Housewives. A bit of a weird thing to romanticize for this runway, I feel. Mm, Housewives... I don't know. I'm on the fence because Housewives are heroines in their own right. Especially, like, the ones that choose... I. And yeah. putting them as a but you need this kind of removes, element with that. Yeah, but it kind of removes like a little bit of the um, submissive stereotype. I mm. think putting them on the platform really sh- gives them the respect they deserve. Mm. That that being said, um, have a strap on, put some fishnets, <laughs> um, wear some BDSM gear, lady. Yeah, no. When whenever we have like housewife looks like this. My thing is like, yes, let's celebrate what they have done and the position that a lot of them were put into where the reality is most of them did not choose that. Most of them had to. So when she here comes out with the thing like, oh, she's so busy and then she she can't even sit down to work. She's going to do that. Like, it's kind of feels like inspiration porn. I part. What are. God, I'm just thinking of. um, God, what the fuck was it? Uh, But 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 but. From the the UK lady, Veronica Green. 
mm-hmm. or she turned into a goddamn Stepford robot. <laughs> we also had um, uh, Willow Pill do something uh, kind of in that line where she was stuck in the house with the help in the back. Oh my god, that was so good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it doesn't have to go quite that far into like the horror end. It's just a when when you have a look like this, I feel like it needs more. Yeah, because like, she wasn't context. trying to go for horror. In a no, way. I'm. I think it needs more cultural context than like Housewives are Heroes. I think she, it needs the acknowledgement that very few chose that. Much. She's Some giving did, very few that. Yeah, she's giving very like old commercial, very mm-hmm. like six fifty sixties commercial. She's giving uh, the hair is given a little pop art. Mm-hmm. The um, yeah, it's definitely a sixties. The now. the makeup the makeup and everything is giving a little more Barbie doll. Um, it's like it's very little house on a prairie, but ho. Yeah. Like, so in terms of aesthetic, oh, I, I like do aesthetic enjoy it. it. I think it's fun to see her in like a neon colored hair like that as well. We don't usually see stuff like that from Sharon. Oh, no. This is very out of the box for Sharon. I just would have maybe liked to see a little more, bit more oof, a little bit no. more pizzazz. As a look on a purely like visual level i liked it it's just one of those looks where i'm like questioning the message especially on like the kind of runway it is on and with how it's presented i'm like and mm. like oh she has a laptop like that's i'm just like okay. that's a weird thing to like romanticize with like no like critical aspect at all mm. but it's also like it's Sharon. that's kind of what i expect from her yeah she does a lot of like kind of romanticizing the past and uh... or she steals performances from 12 year old girls yeah there's Next. some like weird stuff about that stuff in her work sometimes. Next, uh, Venedita von Dash. I I have a huge point of criticism with this look. Okay, I'm just gonna you know you know what, I'm sitting back for this because I want to hear. If you want to highlight the women who didn't get the acclaim they deserved, pick one. You're doing the exact same thing that you claim to be criticizing with this look. Like, she's talking about how these female artists didn't get any acclaim. And then she lists, like, five male artists and not a single female one. She herself doesn't name any female ones. She doesn't celebrate any female artists with this. This is the exact opposite of what she thinks she's doing. Like, I think it's just such a massive misfire on a conceptual level. Work? See, I didn't even think of that. Because at this point, I was dozing off. Um, she's... Like the entire little spiel when she walks down is that she wants to highlight like the the female artists who've been neglected historically and haven't been celebrated in the way that they deserved. And then she doesn't name a single one, names several male, male artists, does not base her on any specific one, like literally doing the same thing. <laughs> I just don't like the look, like visually and aesthetically. I'm sorry. I think it's okay. <laughs> no, I think it it's the weakest for me it's literally the weakest for me of this runway i'm not gonna call it bad i'm not gonna call it shit because Mm. it's not bad and it's not shit Mm. i just personally wasn't i didn't look at it and be like i wasn't like i wasn't living i wasn't dying i wasn't gagging i wasn't breathing you know what this look is giving you know how recently in the last couple of seasons we've often had like an art themed runway and there's always one queen who goes the laziest possible road and who just dresses as an artist Did you just say road? because they always they always just have like 
a simple outfit on with paint splotches all over. Did you just say laziest possible route? Route, you know what I mean. Do I? Girl, you forgot the name of this episode three separate times in three minutes. Shut Look! Carmen de Rosa Extravaganza Couture. I love that. That's, That's a great the title. <laughs> you know what? You know what I thought of when I saw this? Like, you know last season when they had to paint uh, Dolly or Rue? Oh, yeah. She'd paint Rue. <laughs> that is the cruelest thing you've said this entire episode. With the teeth. With the teeth. <laughs> With those goddamn serial killer smile teeth. Slash a smile bitch ass teeth. That was beautiful. That was What a moment. Anyway, um, yeah, that was it for the runway. Mm-hmm. And now you we have, have you have some critiques about left the, the episode somehow. Yeah, and you have some critiques about the Jujing. I think putting Juriji in the bottom instead of at least safe was just literally them trying to send her home. Go on, go on, sis. Tell us what you feel. We've talked about this. We've talked about what our judging for this would be like. I think even with the loss of the uh, language element there, I do not think that Juriji was significantly worse than the rest of them. While her set was ongoing, everyone was laughing. And then we had confessionals talking about how she was essentially bombing. How? Again... This is this sounds like a matter of preference, and it could be things that we're just losing. It just it it does not make <clears throat> sense to me. It feels like this is the season narrative. Everyone has been ganging up on her this last episode. She's got her emotional trauma out this episode. They wanted her gone. Emotional trauma, female trauma, trauma. generational, generational trauma. trauma. It's about trauma. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna see that. Everyone this watch weekend. Halloween ends. It is so good. I'm I'm seeing it this weekend. Like, a Actually, lot of people truly, truly hate that film. But I think if you like Halloween, and not just the character of Michael Myers, Halloween ends is spectacular. Oh my god, is this the episode where Michael Myers is in a 15-man gangbang? Yes. Oh, fuck Honestly, yeah, about time! I removed. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I... Yeah, personally, I would have liked to see maybe see Jurija there and just put Estrella and Venedita. In the bottom, I, I would have put Estrella and Venedita or Marina and Venedita. I think Marina had a joke or two that I mm. actually did find like, oh, okay, that's nice. Nope. The so, only thing I'm certain on is that I would have not put Juriji in the bottom. Yeah, but unfortunately, the bottom is Juriji and Venedita Van Dash, and yes. they're not just they're gonna lip sync to a song that I recognized pretty much immediately because it's an English song, first of all, mm. and it's Fuego. By Eleni. I hadn't heard this song before. I had it heard kind it of be- sounded like a parody song. I'd heard it before. Like, I because I rec- I was like, oh, I recognize this. And honestly, uh, that away, 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 that part I recognized immediately. I was like, oh, I know this song. I did not. Um. I thought it was a pretty weak song, but I think they did a spectacular job with this lip sync. They, this, Jerisha lip syncs like nobody's business. She's so elegantly sexy. And, you know, Venedita, I'm sorry, Venedita should be happy that she took clothes off. I think Venedita did well as well. She didn't do as well as Jerisha here to me. 
But I think you can tell these are the two that come from like the burlesque world. Yeah. And when Jerisha whipped out that red hair and Venedita knew oh. how to move those titty tassels like nobody's business. Like, they know how to do a sexy performance and they also played with each other in a way that was great. Honestly, and I, I'm very glad that Jerisha got yeah. to lip sync with the one person here who didn't engage nearly as much in ganging up on her. And actually like did have a good moment at the end. Mm-hmm. But like I these, must these say, two had a very much hot. more positive experience than she would have had with anyone else lip syncing there. Girl, this was hot. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, the the way they synergized really hot. Mm-hmm. I think they both did really well. I would have kept Shuriji, but I understand uh, both perspectives here. Like, honestly, I've I watched this lip sync like three times. It was so I, good. It was so good. I think it's a it, throwback to like Drag Race season two, when every now and then you get like a really unusually sexy hell, even up to Drag uh, Drag Race six, where they had the biology. Oh yeah. Even like All Stars three, when Shangela was trying to eat Bendela's pussy, <laughs> or hell, just All Stars, where Trinity was trying to eat Jinx's pussy, and mm-hmm. Pilgrim Jinx was scared, confused, and didn't yeah, know what this, to feel. This was more like true sexual energy rather than like the jokey energy. Oh no, this was moments. giving me like um, I, I meant about. I didn't mean the actual acts. I meant like the sexual energy of it. This was giving me uh, Raja versus Carmen. Yes, it was that kind of lip sync. It was kind of did, also giving like did, black did, velvet. Did. Do you do you notice that um it's always the what's your what called Paula Abdul songs? There's something about that woman's songs that says, you know what, let's fuck on the dance floor. Listen, Paula Abdul does not have that many skills, but she can do that. But she but she's like, I know how to make people have sex. Mm-hmm. I know how to make them try to have them babies. Girl, I am an aphrodisiac and an anti-birth control. I am Planned Parenthood, bitch. In that exact voice. She's keeping Planned Parenthood alive. <laughs> There's a lot of need for them with her around. Honestly, this lip sync was great. They did a great job. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been mad if it, this was a double um, Shante. Have they done any of those on Espana? I don't think I don't so. know. It's been so I've, I've noticed like the international uh, ones, they, they don't tend to do them. Even even the ones that have ruined them, very rarely do double chantes or double sachets. Like Black Pepper and the other one that she fucking <laughs> And destroyed. the other one. <laughs> Literally, she Black Pepper destroyed that other bitch. I can't even remember her name. Dakota Schiffer. But I thought Dakota had a spectacular moment when she did the fake out leaving. That was such a great moment. And she looked beautiful. No, but it can't, it can't be against Dakota Schiffer. Dakota is still in the competition. Wait, oh, wait. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god. Oh! I was thinking of last week, which was Dakota against Baby, and Baby left on her own, uh, by her own choice. Spoilers. Since this happened a week ago, it was all over the internet. Spoilers! <laughs> anyway. <laughs> by the time this comes out, it will be five months anyway. Um, uh, this episode is coming out tomorrow. I'm editing this tomorrow. Oh, thank you, Jesus, because I'm way too tired. Oh, sis, I'm editing this one. I know how, how little sleep you got. I thought you were gonna like. I know how you are, you little. No, you're bitch. editing the one on the one we're recording next on Friday. Oh god! And then I'll edit the one on Saturday. Oh god! I have to do things. Oh yeah. Anyway, honestly, um, this was this was a good lip sync. But in terms of an episode, I'm starting to understand why I kind of fell out of love with Espana season two. Because, like yeah. you said, it has it had a great start, but then it was really like a roller coaster and just downward slope. 
five out of six episodes were comedy challenges that we cannot truly connect with. Five yeah. out of six. Yeah, I honestly just give us more servation. Oh, but have you seen the next next on trailer? Because something there's something to look forward to next episode. Well, no, I have not because I honest I'm gonna be fully honest and I don't give a shit. Um, Alexis Mateo, guest judge. Yeah, but they are doing the um the drag makeovers. Yeah, semifinal. Also, Alexis, goddamn motherfucking Mateo, bitch. You didn't have you. You did not have to serve and slay <laughs> this hard, Alexis Mateo. That hair, bitch. That hair. Two tone hair. Fuck. It's, In the front, it's giving what Michelle Visage wishes she was. It looks like the sweetest pastry. Ah, so we have something to look forward to next episode. First, chorizo. Uh-huh. And now, Alexis. This is the I will say Shuriza was a better guest judge from, from my memory, but Alexis Mateo is also very fun to see. I'm still pissed that, you know, they chose her to, they got her to leave over Leia St. Clair. <laughs> Alexis and Shuriza are both queens that went uh, home before they should have. Rubed. Rubed. Not even robbed. <laughs> Not even robbed. Rubed. <laughs> Seven O's. Uh, yeah, I am. Well, this will be fun to look forward to. But mm. this was it for this episode. Mm-hmm. Look at us actually like recording yeah. something only five and a half months late. Yeah, like I, we, we both genuinely enjoyed this endeavor and mm-hmm. we are happy to be back. And thank you for, to, to the people who have waited. Thank you so much. And bitches get ready. There's a lot more coming. Yeah. We are we are fucking on. We are on now. We are going to be annoying. Like once Emre has slept, we will be on. Yeah. <laughs> once I have slept and my mental faculties are at 4%, oh bitch, I will be unstoppable. Maybe oh, I'll remember the name. Forgot. There was a two brain cells joke in this episode. I am not going to compare myself to Sagittaria. <laughs> Or Sagiaquaria, or whatever the fuck she is called. <laughs> Sagiaquaria. <laughs> uh, anyway, next next episode, we're getting the drag makeovers, and I'm very much looking forward to it. And then after that, we are recording the finale and the uh, reunion episode as one big extravaganza extragoonza. And then we're finally done with this podcast. <laughs> and then oh we'll have goodness. almost a month off. I feel like a little Japanese schoolgirl. The evil has been defeated. <laughs> Fuck. I feel like a little Japanese schoolgirl. I think I just tapped into we some fetish. We need to do Cabin in the Woods for our watch parties. We did. We need to do it again. I forgot we did that. That's literally how I saw the movie. We did. Okay. I, I can't believe I'm missing the Western Lolly movie. Listen, you can be there for often uh, two in a couple Western days. Lolly 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Well, we just got derailed, and not railed in a way we usually like to. We got in-railed, out-railed, derailed, over-railed, let's roll. Um, But thank you everyone who listened to this episode. It was lovely, and we hope that you'll tune in for the next episode of The Very Pointed Tonecast. And don't forget to to let us know if you actually listened to this. I was was serious. I want to know if anyone does. (laughs) And please remember that no matter what he says, it's Chickley. 
Puff Daddy, Chickley. Puff Daddy, just Chickley. Puff Daddy. And now I appear from the mirror. <laughs> hey, I have a mirror right behind me. If it was that easy to get you to hang out with me, I'd say your name so many times they'd think we were fucking... on a train to Berlin. You have a job now. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not hopping on a train. I'm not your husband. <laughs> much respect to him. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening, y'all. And we hope you have a wonderful day. And tune in for the next episode of the Very Point of Tone cast, where we'll be continuing on with Espana Season 2. And we look forward to deliver more Drag Race content reviewed by two messy bitches who somehow think they are the authority on this. Yeah, sure, that's what we do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we we got a lot of nerve. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, we got a lot of nerve. It's not like we're the first Drag Race podcast non- done by non-drag girls. <laughs> There's a we, lot of us. Mama, we have a There's lot of... There's dozens of us out there. Mama, we have a lot of nerve. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that ugly bitches like us would even. Do we say need this. to like invite on actual drag queens so we have like a shred of credibility? <laughs> Something wrong. Do, should I reach out to her and ask her? You if know she what? Wants to, ask if she wants some. to do the the UK recap. Ask some, please. I, I will actually. I will. I will message her. You know what? Go nuts. I like something wrong. I love something wrong. I, I honestly think something wrong's looks were very underappreciated. I, I still season. think she did the best um, queen look. The oh my stamp. god. That, it, that was beautiful. And like, I'm sorry. The the look where she was like bald, very giving, giving very like Grace Jones with uh, mm. coming in bald and like, with that fucking hoodie mm. on. Gorgeous. I'm still hoping that sooner or later we'll see her on an All-Star season because she Oh my god, her. I would love that. She needs her flowers. Mm-hmm. She deserves to come back, slay that competition. Because she can do so much more that we did not see. And also, we have to be nice to her. Um, actually, no, she owes you because she kept sandbagging you in Dead by Daylight. <laughs> oh my god, remember when, when she literally pointed the killer toward me? Yeah. For like 10 minutes. Honestly, I loved it. It was so petty. I was living for it. I was living, laughing, loving. I, I will reach out to her. No promises. But hey, maybe we can make something happen. I think she mentioned being interested in coming on before. Oh my god, I would love that. But it's really time for this episode, Dan. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. And have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Bye, bitches.